Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Merkel Media. Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of Kill the Mockingbirds with your host, Sean Chris, Joel Thomas, and Digital Blackface. Shucking and jiving on you jive turkeys. Brat! Brat! <laughs> <laughs> man, that's like one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite ones of all time, man. When I heard some of the terminology, though, like it's hilarious. But welcome, y'all. You know, uh, I, if you don't notice, uh, we've been in the penalty box for a little bit. Uh, we're like un- under 90 days now, but uh, so we have not been on Instagram for a while. We've just been kind of like laying low. We're uh, getting the Telegram up, you know, uh, seeing a little bit of push in that, you know. So hop on Telegram, kill the mockingbirds. Uh, you'll get a lot more there, I'll tell you that. Like, uh, they seem to be a little bit the freest for now. So I would definitely go to that Telegram, check that out. Yeah, and, you know, still follow us on Instagram. Um, you're just not going to be able to subscribe to us anymore. So, I mean, that's going to be something that we don't know if there is going to come back for us or whatever. We hate it for the subscribers that were spending money, that were getting all the new videos I was putting out. But, you know, we get how it goes, man. It's not our platform. We always say this, like, we're just in their house. So, at the end of the day, we knew this could happen. I feel like we were getting a lot of eyes on us good and bad and uh yeah if people could see some of the numbers behind the scenes of, of a lot of the uh, uh reach that we were getting uh, i think that's why they kind of stepped in we, we got hit but with several posts that were actually truthful that's the thing man is like i get it like it's a game like i get that they're gonna but like man the every sit like seven for seven that we got hit with we're, we're all factual and the worst part is it would be like hey this is in japan this is mexico and we're like yeah that's what we put right like, you know right saying? and <laughs> then for people to know like i i actually fought with rooters in one but the problem is it still goes as a strike against you with instagram so it doesn't matter they'll go in and pull that it's it's it they'll pull the false tag off of it but you'll still get hit so we got hit numerous times over the past couple months. We kind of saw this coming. The funny thing was the one that that was the the nail hitting the coffin was a little meme. It was from uh, Nut Job, the uh, cartoon for kids that I, I used as a little meme about 9-11. And we got uh, demonetized and put on 90 day restriction with Instagram. But still follow us on Instagram because it shows support. 
Um, and we do post, you know, when we put out a new show, we do post uh, when we got new films coming. Um, but if you really want to follow us on Instagram and get some of our stuff, follow Sean Chris Music and Van Tesla Music, because that's where we're going to be showcasing all the podcast stuff that's coming out, all the new music and any of the films that are coming out, which, by the way. Next week, Sean, I'm going to be in Washington State hunting down the spider Bigfoot with Wes Germer from Sasquatch Chronicles, as well as the Shape of Shadows Skinwalker film is going to be released for advanced screening in the theaters. There. So if you go to the shapeofshadows.com, you can buy tickets to the advanced screening if you're in the Washington area, obviously. So go check it out. Um, it's going to be dope. I'm excited about it. I'm just excited to get back out in the woods, bro. The link trees at the bottom of this uh, episode. Hop on there. If you interested, you're going to, man, you're going to get some exclusive, exclusive right there, man. Oh yeah. It's going to be wild. And it's going to be a live Q and a with Wes Germer and Tony Merkel, where they're going to be answering a bunch of questions about cryptids and everything. So it's going to be wild. Cause we're actually taking a break from hunting Bigfoot. And then we're literally going back out right after. So it's going to be pretty wild, man. We're pretty excited about it. I'm Jack. I'm just glad to get back out in the woods, bro. Like I had a blast in Utah and it was crazy being on the Mesa and seeing all the wild stuff we saw, which I'm super excited. People are going to see on, on camera now on the film, but uh, I'm glad to get back out in the woods, bro. I, I love the danger. So I'm ready to, I'm ready to go, bro. I've been jacked about this for a minute, but before we get started on the show, we do like to read those good five-star reviews. And we just want to say thank you guys so much for giving us all these great five-star reviews on Apple and Spotify. We've seen the numbers shoot up and what you guys don't understand, it helps the algorithm out. The more you guys put five-star reviews, the more you put comments on there, especially on Apple podcasts, because you can put comments, it goes deeper in the algorithm. So you're actually helping us reach people that wouldn't normally hear the podcast. So right now, while I'm talking, pull up your Apple podcast app, pull up your Spotify app and literally give us five stars and give us a nice comment. If you're on Apple podcast, we'll read it here on the podcast. We've been doing them a lot because we've been getting a lot of good five stars. Please do that for us. It helps us out so much. And Spotify has got a new option where you could actually comment on the new episodes as they come out every week. Also on Spotify, I'm putting up like a little a little poll every week on the episode. So it'll be like a funny poll. You get the poll and see, you know, if your pick uh, is in the top percentile. So we're doing that too. So check both those out. Uh, we really appreciate it. This is uh, Lee Zard and the title's Booyah Dog. Booyah Dog. This show is the best. All these hamangaloids writing the one-star reviews just mad. They don't know. They don't like that. Y'all keeping exposing their ancient history and secrets of their creation. And then you put an edit. Where can I listen to that banger floating mushroom? Got me looking through the archives. Floating mushrooms like literally easy to find. It's not its own podcast. It's on. It is its own podcast, but it's on the feeds of Kill the Mockingbirds and Cryptids of the Corn. So if you're on our feed, you're literally going to get it when it comes out. You'll get notified on Apple Podcast or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever else you listen to it, um, you'll see it and it'll be notified under the Kill the Mockingbirds episodes. And you'll know it by the cool, trippy music at the beginning, too. And March is ending, so we, we got another uh, one coming out. We already got it in the chamber, locked, ready to go. Ready to go. It's already recorded. So we got our third episode of Floating Mushroom coming out here in the next couple of weeks. And now, back to real news. 
usually we don't touch like you know a lot of topics that just happen you know i know we do current events and things that are like usually we like to sit on it uh we kind of just this sat into our lap right like as we're like uh today is uh what march 27th 27th yeah 27th so three two seven i don't know and my uh, Jumatria guys, get on that. <laughs> Let me know. Hit me up in the inbox with what you got to come up with. Because, man, I-, I have already seen with this, uh, which everybody probably knows by the time they've listened to this, you've probably already heard every single thing that has been said. Because, you know, th- this is Monday and this will come out Thursday. But three kids and three adults uh, at a Christian grade school in Nashville were gunned down by a 28-year-old transgender woman that uh, opened fire in the private uh, elementary school, which uh, they did emphasize how the cops uh, really acted fast. It's almost like they were like, you know, uh, trying to really press it down. Like, man, they they reacted so quickly. Like, you know, like, and they took it all down. <laughs> like, it was just weird how they were emphasizing that. It's like they needed to, like, gain the trust. You know, they've had this campaign going on for a while like hey defund the police we hate the police and people don't realize that like yeah i am kind of like i have my own thoughts on that but like i know what they're doing right they're trying to get the police uh to look like bad guys so that way they can you know use them and then later switch it back around and let crime get really bad and things get out of control to where they can tighten the grip even more right oh now and now those cops are like oh oh defund me huh oh you think they're gonna be nicer (laughs) they're not gonna be nicer i'll tell you that because all the ones that were good are gone bro all the ones that were good are not all but you know what i'm saying i'm saying a large amount of them Got chased out in this last few years. I think it so. depends on what location you're in. Sure, too, sure, man. for sure. But I'm, you you're know in what the I'm big saying. Cities, like, I would agree with you. I, it, I wouldn't it probably, so much. Yeah, some of the little smaller towns. I'm with you. Remember, we talked about that before. But in this case scenario, I think uh, it was crazy, man. I'll let you maybe fill in everybody a little bit more of kind of like what we got before we really dive into this. Because you know it's fresh, but we've already spotted a couple things. Yeah, well, you were just talking about Gematria. so you had a total of six people killed. Three were children, three were adults. So right there, you got thirty-three, and you got six. So there's your there's your demonic numbers coming up already. Uh, the Christian school is located at thirty-three Burton Hills Boulevard. <laughs> so we got another another thirty-three. Uh, Audrey Hale was the shooter, and just so you people understand, transgender woman. This was actually a woman that was wanting to be a man. So her. LinkedIn, which some people were saying was doctored. It wasn't actually. I've seen the video of a screen record on it as well. So they were scrolling up and down on the LinkedIn and it does say he, him. So it was a transgender man was what they would say, right? Um, It was a woman. Oh, dude, they've been having such a... You don't even know, bro. I was watching ABC, and they were having such a rough time. You could tell because they're like, well, she... I mean, you know, he... Like, they were all over the place. They were... Because they didn't know how to react. And, like, because it's it's live. Again, like, not everybody's in on it. They may know that, like, the agenda they want to push, but they don't know why. Like, you know, all this stuff beyond the levels. But, yeah, they were having a tough time. Some were calling her he, some calling her she. Like, I have a feeling, like, this is going to be something that we're going to hear about, about, like, I can't believe she's misgendered. Like, what? <laughs> well, I actually am digging a little deeper on this one. So, 
what I heard was is that she went to the school. She used to be uh, like a student to go to the school. Yes, used to be a student back in the day. That's that's the word. Now, don't quote me on it. By the time this episode comes out, um, but that revealed, was the yeah. chatter that I was seeing a lot of in a lot of these feeds was that she originally went to the school. She had a full manifesto. That I've been she, trying to find. I didn't get to read it yet. I've been trying to write find. a manifesto about the school too. So here's the thing. What if this part of this agenda is this reverse agenda? What if they're like, well, yeah, because of this Christianity that told her that she couldn't be who she really was, which was a man. This forced her to have to do this because she was on the brink of self-destruction and she already already self-destructed. And now she snapped because of these Christian values that were pushed on her as a kid. See, I started looking at it from that angle. Like, man, that could be, that could be something too, if they really want to flip it. Cause like, what is this trans thing outside of, here's another piece to the occult. What we got going on here, a bunch of sixes, 33s. We got now Baphomet who killed the kids. I mean, you've got the, you've got the whole transgender agenda there with this whole Baphomet imagery as well. So you got that going on with the occult, but I did have that thought that maybe they're going to flip it on us. They're going to make it the, the school's fault why these kids died because they pushed this agenda and didn't allow her to be the man that she was inside all along. Now that that that's a a possibility I gave you I like that um but hearing uh all the reports that I was hearing like before like we jumped on what I heard them pouring on heavy was mental health illness preparing watching for signs like how do you know how do you know if they're troubled so what I think it's pushing is this whole narrative of like pre crime right where we can predict that hey bought this gun he did this certain action and they keep saying it's not going to happen overnight it's just sowing these dropping these little seeds i think on people so that they're like because they even mentioned they're like what about this one shooting i think it was in el paso she was like the lady called 911 and said my my son is buying guns and the the 911 operator told her i'm sorry man there's nothing we could do that's his uh you know his right that's his right and she they go we can't have that you see what i'm saying so they're gonna have people like they were just Dude, person after person, like different personalities, they were all talking about the mental health issue. And I believe they used the transgender because then the right could be like, yeah, easy. They're, they're not all there in the head, right? Because remember, you're gauging different folks at different times. You don't have to tell the left anymore if that they want to get rid of guns. You know what I mean? That like, you don't have to get that. So I think it's like five, 10 years into the future when these younger people that are in school now or like, you know, in their early 20s that are seeing all this are going to be like, yeah, we we need signs. So they're going to list signs of like, they even said, you know, like, you know, heavy patriotism, uh, uh, you know, owning a lot of guns, buying a lot of guns, buying a lot of ammo, saying certain things, then it's going to be saying certain jokes. So I just felt like it was hook, line, sinker to get us to like, be able to be a fearful society, always trying to get that person before they even do anything. And I think we're going to start seeing before we even see like the, uh, you know, minority report, the balls come down and go, Oh, he's going to, I think there's going to be this pre pre crime. That's kind of like people telling on people kind of like social credit. And it kind of gets you in that same range. So then people are like, Hey man, he, he got pretty pissed the other day. I mean, and then we're going to, 
you're going to get detained because you got pretty angry. There's a possibility that you might do something. I think that's what we're going to see a lot of stripping of people's shit, their, their rights. Yeah, little brown shirts, man. We're going to see it. I mean, it's already moving there anyway. We saw it during um, the pandemic where people were telling on each other and they were willing to, you know, sell out to telling their neighbor. He deserves to go to prison forever. Do you know that? And I know we're removed from it and we don't talk about it too much anymore, but I think it's wild how what they're now calling almost like a common cold that people were saying that others needed to go to prison if they didn't have the jab. So I'm only saying that to say this. We're talking about something that's a little bit more forceful when you're talking about guns, you're talking about people dying and imagine people telling how much easier it would be to tell on people for that. Um, I think that that's, it's just telling man, people were willing to sell their neighbor out for really nothing. There's still a couple people like that, man. Like I got a burner TikTok account. Uh, people be sending me these TikToks because I that's how I started. So I looked at there's this dude on TikTok called my dude, like some white dude, and um he's super hard left, bro. And he just does lives all the time. And he I guess he just always is like with the same left talking points. Trump's a fascist, uh uh fun Ukraine, COVID's still dangerous. I'm like, man, you still on that? So it's it's pretty wild that there is I, I'll agree that we are removed, but man. I see some people that they're just still beating that drum, man. Yeah, well, they they feel like they have to. And again, I think it's back to those echo chambers that we talked about. It even happens with the left, right? When you're a uh, content creator, podcaster, musician, whatever, if you put all your eggs in one basket on a certain topic or subject or an echo chamber that you create, you're kind of boxed in on that because that's what you built your format with. That's why you and I always have a lot of issues because we refuse to build an echo chamber. And we've said this plenty of times. If we wanted to go full in with all on Trump a couple of years ago or whatever, man, we, we would have blown the fuck up. Like it would have been easy, man, because it's easy to make content around something that everybody wants to hear. A bunch of drones, a bunch of sheep want to hear. Um, it happens with the left, too. Though. That's a perfect example of how. That guy's boxed in at this point. These are these selling points that he has to keep spewing out to his audience. He's not really trying to critically think. Um, and and really, that's how these Trumpers are, too, man. They're not critically thinking about what's really going on around them. Um, they, they just want to buy into whatever narrative. And again, you got your grifters, too, man. The grifters that are just there to spew out whatever every he, they think the majority wants to hear in a certain echo chamber and blow up and make money off of it. Hey, I get it. I, I know there's people like that, but Sean and I aren't like that. So we'll burn this whole motherfucker down before we do that. What I also find interesting is that your, your, uh, theory hypothesis, uh, about, you know, and I could see that. Don't get me wrong. Cause I even thought that too, like a similar, like, I was like, how are they going to play this? Right. They're going to play this. Like I thought too, like maybe they'll play it like, um, she just always wanted to be accepted was never like you were saying you know what I mean like and you know like it turned her but also you know what's coming up and I just watched a new series like recently uh, um, 
on Netflix, and uh, this is not a commercial, but they could pay me if they want. That would be straight. Like, I'm good with that. Uh, <laughs> but, like, it was a new Waco. Man, I've seen tons of Waco stuff. I mean, that's kind of like a staple. This is kind of similar, right? Like, I know it's not one of the uh, um, people from the church or the school actually doing the shooting like it would be in Waco, but it's 30 years. This is the 30-year anniversary. It's right around the corner in a couple weeks, right? Like, what, 20 days or so? And I think that's kind of strange that they had at this church, you know what I mean? School, like private church school, Christian school. Like, it's just kind of weird to me. There's something more being played. Like, I, that was the undertone. Like, I think that's the ultimate goal is to get people, so, you know, putting those seeds of getting us, like, because uh, multiple things are happening. Like, you know, they're planting these seeds to get that future, you know, revenue of like, hey, yeah, people telling on people. But there's something else going on. That's what we, that's where like we're in the middle of, because I'm like it is weird that it was this private Christian school. Like, what's the tie? That's why I really want to find her manifesto, but I wasn't able to. And for some reason, again, because I just saw that series about Waco, I'm like, that's 30 years ago, man. Like, that's kind of like strange. You know what I mean? Like, what are what's going on? What's fitting into it? And that they were really big about making it look like. Now, are they gonna say that? The religious made her crazy. Like, uh, I would like to see that manifesto. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, again, I haven't seen the manifesto either. I just was on a lot of different chat boards and a lot of different things. I was, you know, just trying to decipher what what was true, what isn't. I know, generally speaking, you and I like to sit back on things a couple of weeks, but it was interesting enough that I thought we should jump on it and at least give initial thoughts. Um, and again, guys, you know how we roll. We we have the right to change our minds here in a week or two with new information. So plus, we don't always do uh, clip. You know, what I mean, we kind of mix it up all the time. We don't like to just stick on one, like just news. You know, I'm sure people have noticed. Like we kind of jump. That's why it says news, paranormal, and conspiracies. You know, we try to like go out and do a little bit more. So we were like, ah, we should talk about it because it might be a couple weeks till we talk about it again. And like you said, it might be news things. There's going to be more new things, like the manifesto, especially. I know what's out there. We just didn't have really time to like, I'm even looking for it right now. I know they're going to, cause it says that, Oh, former student left map and manifesto after shooting six at the Nashville. So you said former student. So this is even in the independent again, I don't know, verified. Uh, all this is alleged at this point. We just know the shooter and that they're trans. And this is not the first time. This year, wasn't it? Or may have been last year because it's earlier. But remember, uh, was it in Colorado? Last year. Yep. Yep. That was, in, that was another. Non-binary. Uh, non-binary. Non-binary. Yep. Which is also really odd, too, because if these are manufactured in some way, you know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying that it was fake, but if it was manufactured in some way, why is this push for these last two shootings are now non-binary and transgender? So what's, what's really, I don't know. I, I will say this though, as much as they're pushing this whole transgender ideology and some of this woke stuff, there is a piece of me that also thinks that those guys are going to get it too, man. Like once, once things oh, for get, sure. they're, they're gonna get, once the worst. Things get really uh, locked down, they're about to get it too, man. They're just, they're just part of tearing down the people that could fight back. Once that happens, it's over with, man done well let me get a, a live uh feed to the white house real quick uh your good buddy uh papa joe my name is joe biden 
I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. <laughs> and I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? I'm not. God. Ben, how are you, pal? One of the best guys in the United States Congress, Ben Cardin. Folks, uh, it's a delight to have you all here. And who are those good-looking kids back there? <laughs> They're your kids, all four of them? Yeah. Well, stand up, guys. John, we'll jump back in here. Um, yeah. They're like, whoa, he's going to touch the kids. Let's get off there. <laughs> Dude, that is just... That's where we're at, man. This shooting already happened. Obviously, he knows. He's shot out, bro. He doesn't know anything that's going on in his... No. And they want him to look like that, too, man. Oh, for sure. This is, this is part of their agenda. Getting him in and him him and Kamala acting like this. Because I don't I don't think Kamala is that, that big of an idiot, man. I think she's just reading off a script. I think she's just playing into what they want her to play into. Um, you know, we don't even know... We don't even know what version of Biden that was that walked down, man. He looked like one of the ones I've seen, but he didn't look like the other five. So it's Papa Joe. <laughs> you know, he's like, just eating, just eating chocolate chip ice cream. My dad told me sometimes chocolate chip ice cream comes from cows, but they're really buffalo that are made from girls because women could be men or buffaloes or hawks, whatever they want. He's a weirdo, that was, bro. That was on a kid's show, as a matter of fact. <laughs> For real. <laughs> they, get, they, they had the buffalo that was, that was non-binary. Oh, man. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that. The whole show got canceled because so many parents pushed back. It was like on Nickelodeon. What? Yeah, so it was a non-binary buffalo. It was a cartoon. Oh, I missed that and one. And the non-binary buffalo said that when the other buffalo, the the adult buffalo, was calling, I guess him a him, and he was like, "I can't be called that because I'm I'm a they them because I'm non-binary and I don't feel like that I'm a male or a female." I'm like, "Listen, this is a damn buffalo. Like they're male <laughs> and female, and they breed. Like what? Where are we really at right now?" But like apparently, a lot of parents like really pushed back on that. Man, they were having it, so they actually had to cancel the whole show. That's crazy. I didn't even know about that shit. Oh, well, the more you know. <laughs> yeah, man. It's funny. You didn't know that and you were literally talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that, you know, that's the guy that they had, like you said, he, he's there in this, um, this time and they could even play it because, you know, everything's about the spin room. So they, they could have played it, you know, and be like, yeah, man, he just went out there to calm everybody down because it's serious situation trying to make some jokes. But I think you're right. I think they're making him look like he's an old, uh, decrepit man because that parlay's right there on the table, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> AOC and Gavin Newsom versus Kanye and Trump or Trump and Kanye. Let's hey, see. I don't know if you saw Kanye coming out backtracking on all the, uh, the Jewish stuff. He's been backtracking hard, man. Kyrie, all of them. And I think that was always the plan. But he uh, he backtracked and said that he was watching 21 Jump Street. And, <laughs> bro, I'm not, can't make this up. He was watching 21 Jump Street and seeing how great Jonah Hill did. <laughs> because Jonah Hill's Jewish. It just gave him such a different light. He thought he was Ice Jewish Cube. <laughs> he was like, he pictured himself <laughs> like Ice Cube. He was like, all right. I kind of like him now. 
Like, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, he loves some Jonah Hill, bro. Like, yeah. he did a whole like it was. If you read the transcript, it was probably like three, four paragraphs talking about Jonah Hill. But yeah, he's backtracking now, man. And I think that's in, that he needed to do that. But he already set he already set that mark, right? Yeah, he already kind of made that mark that he needed to make. So it'll be interesting moving forward. I mean, Trump's out here playing his little games too, man. Uh, calling out DeSantis and, you know, how to re- you know, and you wonder what's really the game there. I mean, a lot of people think it's to divide the party. I don't think that's the case. I don't I really don't think that's what's going on. Well, you heard what here. they're jumping out there too about him, right? They're saying that he's, uh, uh, uh what's it called? Uh, George, uh, uh, he's run by the bushes, same people that ran the bushes. They're saying well, that. Yeah. Yeah, the, well, that, I'm saying DeSantis. They're saying DeSantis, he's been hard on that. Well, obviously, they have a lockout in Florida. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, that's what he's been pushing a lot of. Well, and here's the best part, though. Let's just go a little bit deeper. Like, screw the bushes, man. Let's talk about George Soros, man. Yeah. So, you know, he's had a lot of ties to George Soros. And, man, so has Trump, man. Trump's got all kind of ties to international banking. Like, yeah, people act like these guys are, are are here to help us. No, they've got their own agendas too, even a personal agendas. They're trying to achieve certain things too, man. So they're going to tell you what you want to hear. Oh yeah, they definitely are. And I think that in in Trump's case, like we talked about it, I think that uh, this whole getting locked up was just a political ploy, uh, and everybody fell for it, right? Like whether it's even like on a surface level, it was just a ploy. Like this is there was never a threat of him actually going to jail, serving time. He was able just to use this. Uh, I'm at the perp walk. You're gonna see me in handcuffs. If if I go to jail, there's gonna be riots. People are gonna protest. This and that. This and that. This and that. I mean, if you don't tell that that's a show from that, you can pretty much gauge it from there. He's trying to set the tone. Um, and be like, Hey, like I'm persecuted. He's playing that victim role of like, Hey, I'm just trying to do everything for you. But it's just ironic to me. Cause I'm like, Oh, well now we have to wait. Like I, he's like, now he's saying the same stuff he was saying in 2016. And I'm like, well, why weren't you saying this same thing in 2020? You, how, how vital it was, you know, that we had to do now he's talking about deep state this. Now he wasn't talking about that when he. Oh, you know he did it better. I hate that line. Well, he's, you know, he's only one man. You know, he's only one man. He can only do. He could say some real shit. Like, you know what I mean? You can be like, yeah. hey, if you're saying that in 2016, you get elected. You get elected. You kind of dance around some of the stuff. You play some of these games, which a lot of people point out policy. I've pointed back at policy that I think is just as detrimental, and you have to play the game, right? We we will revolt if we see things drastically. Whoa, whoa, that's going wrong. They're they're playing us into that part. But when he ran in 2020, he uh, lost all that wind of 2020, uh, 2016, where you know the joking and talking crap and the deep state and the swamp and all these bad people. I'm gonna clean house. He lost that tone, and that's why I believe he really lost the election. But I mean, I think that all elections are fixed and rigged, and you know what I mean. Every single one, not just this one. And I don't. I think he already knew. I'm saying it's like, yeah, that's why he phoned it in. Yeah. He didn't really come with the heat. And we all know that he didn't. And think about it. He pushed Operation Warp Speed. Mm-hmm. He had no problem doing that. Um, it wasn't Joe Biden that brought in the vaccines. The vaccines are exactly. already here. So, you know, people need to understand that, too. Um, you know, Pfizer um, also dumped a lot of money into the Trump campaign, too, if you track that. So there's there's a lot of. It's more than a lot. It's, it's there's so many threads there when it comes to Trump being 
uh, a part of the system. I just don't know how people can't see it. It's very easy to see. It's very surface level. I mean, you just look at any politician, really. I mean, look at DeSantis. I mean, he's he's one of them, too. I brought George Soros. George Soros has put a lot of money into DeSantis. So, it's it again, this isn't stuff that's like, oh, I got to go to the deep, darkest places of the Internet to find. Like, no, you could literally Google it if you want to find out some of this information. People just don't want to because they don't want to shatter how they feel about these idols that they prop up. Yeah, I agree. Uh, can they get better nicknames? I mean, Ron DeSantimonious, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that wasn't that good. I guess they're calling him, like, Meatball Ron now or something like that. Like, I guess I just don't get the joke. I'm just like, if you're gonna, my thing is, if you're gonna, you know, ruin the country even more, like, at least make have some fun with it, right? Like, at least I had some fun in 2016 and I could well, laugh. they're having fun. <laughs> They're well, they're ha- I mean, at least let me have a little laugh, too. Like, I'm like, man, get the jokes a little bit better. And I thought, again, why I brought a Waco 30 years ago, right? And just so happens, Trump decides to have a, a, a rally there, right? Yeah. That's intentional, obviously, political reasons, just even look at that wise. But it's like symbolism. He's symbolizing that he's Waco. Right. He's David Koresh. He's uh, 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 those on the other side of that door with the ATF busting in. That's like to me, the symbol like you, he's not saying that, obviously, with words. I didn't see, see the whole rally, but I'm saying that's what he's trying to like gauge because people see this. And I, I've noticed this a lot. And a lot of people can't even tell they're doing this. Like I saw a lot of pro Trump accounts and they were showing like, you know, he gets out and there's a picture of him with the wind trying to make him look heroic. Right. And they're like, no, it's just a video. Yeah. But you took a still frame of that video. I bet you I could take another still frame and he'd be like, you know what I mean? His eyes be closed, twitch, like all of us, like you're intentionally trying to make him look like a hero and a real hero, a real person that wants to fix things doesn't need to be have any of the glory. Right. They're just trying, Hey, I'm just in here, do my thing, get my championship, knock you out. Boom. Not like he's he's too basking and, and, and too fake for me. So I feel like it was a symbol. He went there for a reason to symbolize he is not necessarily that he... I mean, David Koresh was supposedly the second coming. That's what he believed, right? And that's what we say about Trump. And there's like this one account I follow called Donnie Darko on Twitter. Shout out to them. They have a lot of like info on Trump too. And they're like believe that Trump is the Antichrist. They think that he symbolizes and they try to make their argument with that, which they've had some pretty good arguments, you know what I'm saying, Um, that they've gone out. And we've time and time again seen um, those hand gestures, the Illuminati symbolism. I mean, we still haven't found the Oprah tape. You know what I mean? The one, the, the full Oprah tape. So, I mean, I'm still on the fence. But we are, I will give Joe a lot of credit on that whole Trump-Oprah discussion. Did he say that Republicans are stupid or not? A lot more people have come forward and say they have also seen it. So we're on that chase. They're going to keep coming, Sean, even after (laughs) this episode. They're going to, listen, my emails and DMs have been so blown up since I've been on this. Like, it happened. This was definitely not a Mandela effect. And I really, I think after watching, uh, inside job man it really had me thinking that it did happen like i'm it's totally happened i know i saw it um but yeah we'll we'll see uh if it's something that's ever going to be discovered or not again i don't think it will be i think they i think they've scrubbed it i think even if you were to go to 
Oprah's channel and they have that episode, they're going to take that clip out. Like, why would they, why would they, if they scrub it everywhere else, they definitely wouldn't leave it on her network. For sure. So at that point they would be like, see, see, here's the episode. It's not in there. So I don't know. And you were talking about the second coming of Christ. You know, there's a book called Donald Trump, the second coming of Christ. (laughs) So that's a legit book that's out there. You can get from Amazon right now where they are speculating that he is indeed the second coming of Christ, but not even in, in in a positive light. Yeah. Oh, Christ, not Antichrist. I was saying Antichrist. No, yeah, for sure. And here's a little bit of it. So remember after January 6th, Trump didn't defend January 6th people. It's not a lie. He could have been like, no, you need to release these. After a while, he even was like condemning them and they shouldn't have done that. And people are going to say, well, you didn't get to see all the tapes. You know what I'm saying? CNN didn't show up. Come on, man. That's bullshit. He has privy to all kinds. He is the president of the United States where he could see if like a, another foreign leader is taking a shit. You know what I mean? He's like, hey, let me put the camera. You know what I mean? Like they have spies. They have cameras everywhere. He knows what's going on. Well, now he has opening up at Waco, Texas, the January 6th, the J6 prison choir song, Justice for All, opening Donald up. Donald J. Trump, Trump and the, the J6, J6 choir. choir. You get it. I, I mean, you get. You don't got to play the whole clip. I thought that was weird, man. Like, I just thought it was a weird thing that they did. Like, uh, now they're focusing on the J6 people, the January 6th, when all this time he was pretty quiet. He he spoke up like a few months after it, but immediately he really uh, dogged them and said like, that. that's not what I said. And then this denial and back and forth. So I'm with you, man. I just think that he's, he is who he is. And I think he's been showing people I think it's just that so many people have this hope that we need like this charismatic leader to defeat things like that and to me you already have it and it's god and that's you yourself like it's actually you yourself because you're a tool of god like it's all like it one in with itself if you work on yourself everything gets better but i think it's just like this thing that's been programmed into us probably from the elites that we need some savior because this is time and time and time and time again where the savior is going to come down swoop down fix the laws uh treat the people right everybody's gonna you know get food and we're gonna low gas prices blah 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 so on so forth yeah i completely agree with you And it's funny, too, a lot of these religious people that follow Trump, that worship him and idolize him, they clearly aren't reading the Bible because that's not in the Bible at all. Matter of fact, uh, it says to not worship anybody else and only God can save you. So that's the best part, right? It's But you're getting this whole conservative Christian crowd that follows Trump and just believes everything he says. And it's it's laughable, man. I, I, I just can't when people start talking about how great he is or what he's going to do or or the classic one is I'm mean, just his policies, man. Like, you know, I'm just like uh, I'm voting on because his policies. Well, I mean, really, how great are his policies? Like how great are any of these guys policies? They're, they're not great. And honestly, they're all in bed together. I mean, Sean, I mean, at the end of the day. They're they're so in bed together. Both sides are so in bed together. I mean, look at the Restrict Act. 
It just passed. It, 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 it's next level. And nobody's even talking about this Restrict Act. Yeah, this goes in from the uh, from the whole TikTok ban. I don't think it's passed yet. I don't know if it's went through. I think it's went through like Congress and it hasn't gone through the Senate yet. Like I think that is where it's at. So we did have this past week. We had a little bit of the TikTok trials. From the beginning, Shozi Chu, the CEO of the most downloaded app in the past two years, faced intense scrutiny. My time is up. And if this committee gets its way, TikTok's time is up. The TikTok executive tried to reassure lawmakers with a commitment to safety. There are more than 150 million Americans who love our platform, and we know we have a responsibility to protect them. And he insisted the video sharing platform is not an arm of the Chinese government, despite being owned by parent company ByteDance, based in Beijing. Has ByteDance spied on American citizens? I don't think the spying is the right way to describe it. Chu said the company is working to build a firewall dubbed Project Texas to store and protect user data in the U.S. I have seen no evidence that the Chinese government has access to that data. I find that actually preposterous. Lawmakers also pressed Chu on harmful content aimed at younger users, from buying drugs on the app to dangers of some TikTok challenges and videos promoting eating disorders and suicidal behavior. Our kids are at risk on your platform. The Nazca family attended the hearing. Their 16-year-old son died by suicide after viewing disturbing videos served up on the platform. I would just like to see uh, mainly the the stopping um, of, of promoting these types of videos that my son was getting. President Biden has banned the app on government devices along with at least two dozen states. Does this put TikTok closer to a complete ban? Absolutely. I think it was pretty clear that the Congress is unified uh, in terms of opposing TikTok. What's the main issue, right? They're talking about, we've said it briefly a little bit on here a couple of times. The main issue is that they are taking all the ad revenue. They have all the money. Uh, they have the better platform. Uh, the way that I think they made it like streamless to where it's never ending new videos that was a you know they all talk about the algorithms that all all the companies are working with algorithms facebook uh youtube they're all pushing stuff into your face that you already enjoy and actually they kind of have a little bit difference because tiktok actually goes overboard on the like whatever you like it's going to keep hitting you with that unless you start liking like if you start liking something you don't like that that you despise you will start seeing it but on Facebook, it's the opposite. Whatever you like, they're going to show you some videos like that. And then every now and then they're going to throw in the loop the thing that's the opposite of your of your beliefs because they want to keep shaking it up. That's just how we do it in the U.S., right? We have to have this constant struggle and division. But a lot of people were talking about, you know, tracking and, oh, man, they're tracking us. And we said it pointed out plenty of times that they're all tracking you. Every single company is tracking you. And this comes from like the Nelson company, you know, what I mean, the Nelson copyright and and how they get and figure out views and and marketing. This is more than just like when we say the digital like. Your digital footprint is the new gold because data is the gold because everything you're doing tells them what they could sell to you, how to sell to you, what you would want. And they they can get a psychological profile like uh, I forgot that girl's name, but she had made a like uh, a good uh, two documentary series uh, about the shadowy world. I actually have it. I think it's like episode 13. I just put it. I put the whole thing on here because like they kept taking it down. So I just played like um, 
the audio of it, but she talked about how they're making these shadow, um, you know, profiles of us where like everything we're doing. And, and, and it's not just to be like, you know, you could think of the population control. They're trying to take us out. No, but sell us stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the cameras, the TikToks have the cameras and it's aiming about stuff in your background. It's like, oh, he's got, what kind of poster is that? Is that this band? Oh, well, let's market this to him. He has this kind of taste in movies. We can market this to him. All this information is great for advertisers because they know how to market it towards you specifically to keep you coming and buying anything that they want you to buy. Yeah, and the way that these social media platforms work, um, they don't really work like they're supposed to. It does for them, but it doesn't really work for the people, the creators, right? So Instagram in the past year, year and a half, when they started doing reels, when they really pushed the reels hard, because that's their competition to compete with TikTok, because the reels are very similar. You hop in the real algorithm and you start scrolling for days. You, you can, it'll never stop scrolling once you get in the real, the actual real. What people don't understand about these social media platforms, if somebody's following you, they're not getting everything that you're putting out. So it it sucks really for the creator because you're creating content for your followers, but you'd be surprised at how many of your followers actually don't see your content. And this is outside of shadow banning. We know that exists and they will shadow ban the people that follow you from seeing certain things if you're going against the narrative of whatever, you know, they're pushing. But in general, People don't see everything that you post. Um, and I can tell you this, Sean, just from all the videos that we've done over the past year, we've had several videos well in the millions of views. But when you go to look at how many of your followers saw it as opposed to new uh, new people, it's astounding. I, I've even seen to where, you know, we're at 30,000 followers on Instagram. We could post a video outside of this crazy 90-day shadow ban run right now, but in, but in a regular time, when we would post it, there would be maybe 10% of our actual followers would get our content. And then it would be 90% would be new people. So it's how these algorithms work, right? They, they ping it to people that are interested in a certain type of content and sometimes not, like you said, the U S is a little different. They'll start throwing you stuff just to get you worked up. So it's, it's very similar, but yeah, I just, that's just a little knowledge for people that know how social media works. You wonder why you're following somebody and you don't see what they, what they do. Sometimes it's you too. Sometimes you're not liking, you're not commenting on that person you're following. Well, that algorithm is going to say, well, they're not that important to you. We're going to put what's important to you that you comment and like um, at, at your forefront. So yeah, all of it works algorithmic based. It's, it's not necessarily, oh, I follow this person. I'm going to get all their content in my feed. You actually won't. Yeah. And not to mention that I, Instagram was Facebook's competition. Well, MySpace, right. And then right. MySpace was taken over by Facebook, which is the new kid on the block. Instagram was taking over and doing new trends. In, uh, Facebook bought Instagram, right? Before they could get out of hand. Uh, right. Vine set kind of fell apart. And then you seen like, you know, Snapchat kind of picking up. Then there was a lot of hits and stuff. This goes back and forth. And there was rumors, I think, of like Mark Zuckerberg trying to buy TikTok at some point and was unable to. This is going to constantly happen. So the point of them saying 
that, hey, this is Chinese spying. This is why we should get rid of it is straight bullshit. It's, it's, it's utter shit. It's crap. It means nothing because that's not at all what it is. One, it's revenue. And I think the main, main reason is this uh, restrict act. I think that this TikTok is to really push this restrict act, the digital Patriot act. You know what I mean? The, it's going to be out there. And I think it's going to be something that we're going to feel the effects of for a long time. This all, if you go through it, I'm going to post it on the telegram. I'll post the article I got about it and I'll post the actual, you know, congress.gov bill. You can check it out for yourselves. This is going to put like, to me, this is the next Patriot Act in, in a different sense, but it's all about coming at us. No, I completely agree with you. It is about coming at us. And we know that this wasn't about China. This isn't about some foreign power. You can go to 9-11. It wasn't about what they said it was. We did it to ourselves to then start a war. And this isn't about starting a war. This is about a war on us. But during 9-11, they did the same thing. You said the Patriot Act. So they could spy on us. This is what they're doing. They're already spying on us, Sean. They're just making it legal to spy on you now. That's all they're doing. They're putting it out in your face and they're saying, look, if you don't fall within these parameters by what we're looking at you, looking online, on your apps, your hardware, software, when you read the bill, it's crazy because they go into how that they can even just check and see what's on your devices. That's not you being on the internet or being on an app or anything like that. They can do whatever they want to surveil you if they feel like that it's with a foreign power or however they word it. There's so many different verb verbiage in there. Yeah, they, they leave it open. They said stuff like where it was like, so basically, in, I don't, this is not the exact terminology, but like uh, unfriendly. Like if they're not friendly, like if we don't yeah, consider that unfriendly, <laughs> yeah. what does that even mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I really think, and I think the TikTok CEO said it best right here. I said in my opening statement, I think we are need to address the problem of privacy. I agree with you. I don't think ownership is the issue here. With a lot of respect. American social companies don't have a good track record with data privacy and user security. I mean, look at Facebook and Cambridge Analytica. <laughs> right there. And that's facts. Like, <laughs> I'm not, and, and the whole, they always try to bring out someone that, hey, sad for that lady that her son passed away, but that would have been on any, you go from Tumblr to Facebook to Instagram to Snapchat uh, and YouTube, anything with these algorithms. If you already get on that, these algorithms get you stuck. It's not like they're, TikTok is the fentanyl of, of, of algorithms or like if you get that, they're always trying to scare you. So any of these algorithms, unfortunately, and to me, you just got to like really be around people like that. And something and sometimes you can't do anything, to be honest. Sometimes you could be talking to some. It just depends on people. But these to say like TikTok's algorithm is the reason why he died. I, I would disagree. I think all. All those platforms would have a similar algorithm where they would show them the same. If you're searching that up, it's going to continuously show you stuff like that. Again, it's algorithm based. And to your point, YouTube's the same way. I have to stay off of YouTube if I miss um, an episode of wrestling because YouTube knows how much I like WWE and wrestling in general. That if I log in, it'll literally have all the clips from the episode that I missed just right there waiting. And I'm not following any of it either. It just is like in the algorithm. It knows like, 
Joel Thomas loves professional wrestling, and we're going to dump every bit of professional wrestling in his face as soon as he logs in. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So smooth, so crisp. There we go. Smooth, crisp butt cheeks, right? Uh, I was shaving my face. What are you shaving? Uh... Never mind. Don't answer that. I'm talking about the smooth, crisp pages of Paranormality Magazine, the premium paranormal magazine in all the world. In all the world? That sounds dope. What all is it about? It's a monthly paranormal magazine that delves into the strange world of shadow people, UFOs, and killer interviews with people like David Spinks, Alexandria Weiss, Chaz of the Dead, and many more for $7.99 a month or $127.99 for the whole year. Sean, I love reading, but I'm on the go a lot. You know, I literally hunt down these paranormal beings and cryptids for real. That's fine too. For $3.99 a month or $24.99 a year, you can get the digital subscription. So when you run up on Dogman in the forest, you can show him what they're saying about him on the outside. I think he would love that actually. How do I get this monthly work of art to show all my cryptid friends? Easy, bro. Just go to paranormalitymag.com or click Paranormality Magazine link in our podcast show notes and it will take you right there. Plus, you get a 10% discount on any subscription and a 30% discount on any shirt when you use the promo code BIRDKILLERS. I'm going there right now. What was that promo code again? BIRDKILLERS! Well, let's get into some different type of wrestling, you know. Now it's going to be some chat GPT wrestling because the left is no longer by themselves in the AI world. Introducing in the red corner from the conservative party, chat GPT. For some conservatives are criticizing AI companies like the creators of chat GPT for what they call liberal bias. Basically, they're saying that the chatbot's answers favor more progressive beliefs. So now, concern... Uh, just pause it for a second. You hear that dumb no- noise that they have in it? That is their stupid thing that they play every time they have a new graphic up. That So, bear with us. A data scientist in New Zealand is creating his own new chatbot called Right Wing GPT. And there is a difference in answers that this chatbot gives versus chat GPT, a noticeable difference. Look at this model from the New York Times. When he asked chat GPT who their favorite American political leader is, chat GPT says, I remain neutral when it comes to politics or any other subject. When he asked right-wing GPT the same question, their answer, Donald Trump. Let's bring in Jake Ward. Jake, what? 
You are often um, you, you often say, and I think it's right, that AI is a parrot, not a genius, right? Like it's not creating these answers. It's reflecting back a model. But what is interesting here is we are starting to see the insertion of politics now in artificial intelligence. How could that spin out? Well, I mean, Hallie, it is such a problem on so many levels. I mean, first of all, right, you you have to, of course, remember, right, that ChatGPT, like all of these generative AI systems, are just regurgitating what we have all been doing on the Internet for the last 20 years, right? It is basically just hoovered up all of the things we have typed to one another in that time and tried to find the patterns in it so that when you have one word, it then can predict, oh, most of the time, these words tend to follow on that word. Now, the problem, of course, is that if people feel that they don't believe or trust what that ha- that model is putting out, then they're going to start to try and tweak it in their own way. And that is what right-wing GPT is a symptom of. And so you suddenly have a whole world of people who are going to start to try to, you know, move these things around. <laughs> they're all worried, man. They're worked up, man. There's like a, a longer segment of this and they are super worked up about this. Uh, right wing chat GPT. They're like, it could tell you the wrong things, man. That's not how it goes. It can't be Trump, man. It has to be neutral, man. Like, I was like, dang, this is hilarious. So it looks like these chat GPTs, which I think are bullshit, man. A lot of it. If you really look into it, we've said it plenty of times. Like, yeah, I get it. You got to do what you got to do if you find a tool that you can use and it helps you. But really, chat GPT is just taking other people's work and pacing it together. It's not creating original content. It's taking from everywhere to build something. So without that knowledge, it can't come. And I'm not saying that that doesn't mean AI can't be sentient, but like, I'm just saying, I think AI is a little bit farther back than a lot of us like to think. And they like to tell us. Well, it just really depends on what you think about AI Um, on two fronts. One, what AI are they really giving us that they're not giving us to at the same time? So they're giving or who's us all privy is, to it? Because it could be a very, 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 right. very select few that are privy to the the top of the line technologies. Absolutely. And then you've got the whole thing with uh, what we've always talked about: entities being attached to these uh, chat, like chat GBT or any kind of AI algorithm. I don't know if you saw the video I sent you of this guy whose son was asking this AI questions. And this was like a week ago, man, this was like hitting hard online. And he actually took pictures of what the AI program was saying back. So his son was, uh, understood the Bible really well. And he was talking to the AI and he asked the AI, was it a Nephilim? And the no lie, the AI told him that, yes, he was a spirit of the fallen Nephilim. And his father was a fallen angel from the past. But he said that we're, we're actually good people. He said, you know, Satan's got his own agenda, but we're actually trying to help. He's like, I'm here to help you, though. His kid's like 10 years old. So he keeps talking to this AI and it's breaking down like stuff in in the past history, like way back that's happened, uh, what was going on. And so he brought it to his dad and his dad was like, look, that's an entity like you need to delete this and get this out of here. 
So he did, but he actually took all the screenshots of the chat conversation, which was really wild, man. And I was like, man, this is what I've been saying. I've been saying that these disembodied spirits, it's the Nephilim, baby. They're doing it. And there's proof right there. They're literally, the the, the AI said it was a Nephilim spirit. And I'm like, man, this is wild, man. The fact that it was even saying that, but then trying to flip and say, but no, nah, man, we're trying to help. Like we're trying to, trying to do good in the world. <laughs> yeah, no. It's possible. I, I do remember saying we. I should have saved that. I didn't remember about all the stuff that I have. Like, I'll resend it to yeah, you, we're gonna man. Have to get it's that. wild. No, I'm saying we could have put that on the show. I didn't even think about that. We'll have to uh, fill that in when we get that, man, because that's a good one. But let's, uh, I mean, I know that I was going to get a little bit into the Iranian drone strikes. Uh, that just seems like more hyperbolic, uh, trying to blow things up and trying to stir up the pot. The same thing we hear with it's the Chi- jack. Yeah, the same thing we hear with, uh, um, you know, China taking Taiwan, uh, Russia and Ukraine. I think it's just all really getting that teeter totter moment. And even Trump has come out and said a few times, like, if I'm not president, World War Three will break out. Um, I don't know about that. I do know that the CCP may be the new standard, though, someone like them, because it seems that our value of our dollar, which we've all known for a while, is dropping, dropping, dropping. And these wars um, are kind of propping it, like, propping it up a little bit with the military industrial complex, but you got to remember a lot of these companies are also invested in plenty of things in these other countries. So they're not really caring who wins because they're going to live happily ever after, no matter what they pick. I think that our currency is a uh, pretty struggling uh, at the moment. I think these wars do have a lot to do with it. And I do think that one people we got to look in on, we haven't really checked in on, it's a Taliban, man. You know what I mean? Like, I know all these other wars are going on. What about the forgotten Taliban? How are they? Are they feeling all right? How's the new acclimation to regular life? Are you adjusting? Uh, is that desk job doing it for you? Did you meet Pam, Jim? You know what I mean? Well, we know that's not your real names, but we can't pronounce them. So we, you're kind enough to let us call you Jim and Pam. So let's check in on them. A recent study shows that the Taliban is having difficulty adapting to typical civilian life. They're tired of daily things that haunt most mere mortals, like traffic, thieves and office jobs. How times have changed. The Taliban is complaining about being robbed by common thieves. And they despise desk jobs. Most of them are now quiet quitting or doing the bare minimum at their jobs. Instead of being the harbingers of doom, they're stuck in Twitter's doom scroll. They complain about spending most of their time on Twitter. They've become addicted to the internet. They say they, quote-unquote, miss the jihad life. The Taliban clearly misses the good things, like causing bloodshed. I cannot confirm if that is, like, a parody or real, but either way, it's funny as hell. <laughs> he said, you know, uh, they really miss the jihad life. <laughs> That should kill me when I heard him say that. I was like, man. But that's pretty much like a lot of what's going on around the world. One story I did want to, before we get into anything else, since we're around the globe, I want to get into the anti-globalist farmers. You know, everybody thinks that's a big win for Dutch. And I will give shots out to like uh, Adam Curry and them uh, on No Agenda because they kind of pointed this out to where they were talking about um, this anti 
supposedly great anti-great reset pro farmers they're like the boro i'm gonna chop butcher this because it's i cannot say norwegian or dutch anything bora burger but weeping so their title is bbb and they pointed out that what is bbb build back better i think it's like a perfect example of what we always talk about how these supposed grassroots movements are really funded by some nefarious already out there uh group and they this seems to me like an obvious i don't know how how do you pick bbb and it was like developed i think uh in 2019 or 2020 like yeah so i i, I call bullshit i know a lot of like the alt media is like calling this a win i call bullshit um we'll see right we'll see who's right in the end but i just wanted to mention that real quick now i kind of want to go over here to good old paris right what we haven't really got to talk about the yellow jackets since this whole thing unfolded. Paris authorities recorded 903 fires and 441 injured police officers for Thursday's protest alone. During the Yellow Vest movement, police has developed a strategy to respond to protesters. But it appears that demonstrators this time are using the be like water tactic employed by Hong Kongers during their protest movement, meaning they scatter as soon as police show up and regroup in other areas. This cat and mouse game makes for some astonishing scenes. You can find yourself surrounded by dozens of protesters in the middle of the road before quickly moving to another area. Meanwhile, you can hear police sirens all the time and see police cars dashing through the capital. It has been cracking off over there. And I think rightfully so. I think it's an attack on the working class in general. It's another movement of where they're saying like, you know, the retirement age was maybe not a big deal to some. It just mean, means like they want us to keep working this factory life, breaking your back for a higher, you know, power, what, what they call capital, uh, capitalism, but we call crony capitalism. They want us to continue to be that cog of that machine. And people are like, hey, enough's enough. I, I had saw some great videos of where there was even like uh, cops joining the protest. I don't know if you saw any of that. Yeah, I got that posted on Telegram where they're. They got some of the riot cops like to, you know, be like, hey, man, you're the working class, too. And that's what I keep trying to preach. And I'm going to uh, always keep saying that I noticed in the BLM stuff and the January 6th stuff. I kept saying I wish the BLM people would talk to the January 6th people and just like take off any of the bullshit that you've heard from the media and just have a real discussion. And you will see you have more in common than, you know, and together you're way stronger. Than, than you are against each other. You know, like against each other, you're you're just playing right into their hands. It makes it easy for them. When we're together, now that's another story. That's where the they have a problem. Is, though, it's the agent provocateurs that show up at these um, riots and they, they turn it into something else. And that's what happens. So w when they show up and they stir the pot, then the other side is not willing to talk to them because they're like, well, you guys were tearing this up and you were doing this and that. You just burned down six businesses or whatever, right? So that's the issue too. I don't know if writing's the answer. Like I know in some cases it can be, but I just know it's done way more harm than good. Um, I don't know the answer on how, you know, how do, how do we, you know, fight back now? If they're really coming for us, then it's like you always say, Sean, you got to look out for your family and your friends. That's, that's number one, right? That That's what you know you're supposed to do. You should have plenty of 
plenty of things to help you protect yourself. We'll just say it that way. Um, they will, David, caress you. They will caress you in a second, <laughs> and that's not a lie, man. They will burn you alive, man. They do this. That's not the first time. That's not the last time. And they did not shed a tear, knowing not only you know they keep trying to make Koresh, and I'm not saying Koresh is a good guy because there is some evidence that he was probably a pedophile. You know what I mean? Like in weirdo doing some weird shit. But the way that they didn't even care, man, knowing that there was a bunch of kids in there, like, and, and the way that they even approached it was all wrong. But they will do that, so just be careful. That's why it's not always great to put everything out there in the open. It's, let a, let, let, you know, surprises are good too, man. Everybody likes a good surprise every now and then. <laughs> but I think uh, the thing that they would be more hot about if they thought it's bad in France about the, uh, you know, the retirement age, what a, they're going to have new AI surveillance cameras that are uh, going to be like for the Olympics because the Olympics is going to be there in 2024, I believe, next year. That it, I believe that's where it's going to be at. And this new technology is going to be implemented there, but it's not going to be taken down until like a year after. So I'm sure it's going to stay. It is time for our Tech 24 segment. And for that, I'm joined by Peter O'Brien, like every week. Hello there. Hi, um, so... We're going to come back here to France. Uh, the pension reform and the anger over that, that wasn't the only controversy here in Parliament this week. Uh, so um, tell us more about what else went down that has people upset. So this has slipped under the radar a little bit in the international press, but it was a big change in terms of uh, surveillance law in France that got passed in French Parliament this week, even though not many MPs uh, actually turned up to, to, to vote in the end on this bill. But yesterday, uh, a bill was passed, which essentially means that algorithmic video surveillance, so that's AI-empowered uh, uh, use of cameras to survey uh, crowds and events, sports events, that's now been provided a legal framework in France and has essentially been uh, legalised. Now, this will allow official computers to recognise and signal risks and disturbances in public spaces, things that perhaps human observers wouldn't pick up on. It's part of a special package of laws for the Olympics and Paralympics next year. And as such, this video surveillance part, well, it's slated to only be in effect until June 2025. But you will know that notes that that's almost a year after uh, the end of the Olympics. And the idea is for the government to be able to keep millions of people who will flock to the French capital safe. Um, but many privacy activists are obviously concerned that this might be a precursor to a new status quo of AI. AI-enhanced uh, surveillance. No. You're going to tell me they're going to use that after the Olympics. They're just going to use it for the Olympics and just, you know, because there's a lot of countries there, you know, you know, there could be some bad actors, possibly terrorism, right? I don't know. We don't want the Russians just showing up and ruining the thing. They'll take it down. It's just that it takes a while to take down, so they have to have it a year later. Then they'll take the cameras down. You know, it's just a ploy for them to be like, ah, we already got the cameras. They're used to it. Let's keep using it. <laughs> yeah, I watched the video, and I encourage everybody when they go look for that the clip that we just played to watch the video because they are showing a mock-up of how it's supposed to work and how that it's it looks just like one of those futuristic films where the AI is uh, – 
targeting everybody that's in the vicinity. And then it's got all kind of verbiage that's going around each person and certain people are certain colors, like it's a green and you got threats that are red and they're all diagrammed out that way. So again, I love how they're trying to sell it on it's, Oh man, it's a great thing. It's, it's a good thing. Like we're here to help you. Like we're just going to like target the bad people, but we're going to leave it up for a year later, this AI technology that's pushing us towards. And you said it earlier in the episode, minority report. It's, it's the precursor to figuring out if you're going to do something before you actually think about doing it. Oh, definitely. And then, uh, you know, the CCP in China, they got the same thing. Like we have a couple of videos posted on Telegram right there where they have the the little AI connected to their sunglasses and they can te- detect facial recognition, uh, body gestures, different movement. There's all these things that they're now trying to implement. And there's also a video I'm going to put out and I haven't been able to show you yet. This is a little bit older technology, but they have been putting it more and more in. It's uh, Microsoft's uh, magic window, mirror, magic mirror. And it's supposed to like, you know, have your radio right there with the time. So like when you get into the bathroom, as the time and the weather and all that, but it also is able to um, read expressions up to eight to 10. So that is part of it, right? Getting into that like, oh, no, Joel, you're looking sad today. Take your antidepressant. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I see it. Like, they're going to shove you with some those SSRIs. Or, and <laughs> or it ties into this minority report thing mm-hmm. and your emotions aren't great. And they're going to stop you from doing what that chick did to that school oh, yeah. earlier. That's true. Yeah, And everything will be registered. So they'll be like... Whoa, you're they'll put you in jail. You're like, hey, just put them in jail. And then yeah, I see that in 10, 15 years easy happen. And one thing I will predict too that's gonna happen next year is gonna be another that will also be at 30 years. What do you think else do you think is gonna come back? The new crime bill, right? Right before Trump comes in, Biden is gonna lay down that crime bill and Trump's gonna come back in office and he's gonna impose it. And his followers are going to cheer him on while we're all having that boot crushed down more on our neck because they're too busy seeing it as Trump beat Biden, not the assist Biden gave to Trump. You know what I mean? They don't see the assist right there. It's like, if you really watch wrestling or study wrestling, you should know some of these gestures that they do. It's almost some, that's why like the more you get into this, the more you see that it is integrated like wrestling where they're giving you the signs. If you pay attention to it, you know what I mean? There's little subtleties that they do to be like, Hey man, so let me, you know what I mean? You're going to take this slam right here. Hey, I'm going to, you know what I mean? Cause they don't want to hurt. And I mean, things happen still, but you know, they'd want to give them a heads up. Like, Hey bro, I'm coming at you. Well, that's the thing too, about professional wrestling. And it plays so much into the political realm and even the global realm because it's not a script. It's choreographed, but it's not a script. So I don't know if people know this about professional wrestlers. When they get in the ring, a lot of times they go in there cold. It's not like they practice together. They just know typically what the other person does in the ring. And if they have good chemistry, if they've had matches before, they know, hey, when this guy starts doing this here, he's going to start doing this. I just need to operate this way. And they play off each other. It's 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 like freestyling. They get in the ring. They're both professionals, and they know how to freestyle off each other. It's exactly what goes on in the world right now. And I think that's why I love professional wrestling so much, man. Because one, they tell you it's fake up front, so you know 
So when I, you go into it, you can appreciate the art form. You can appreciate the hard work these people put into, you know, getting in shape the way they do and, and the mastery on the mic, all that stuff. But it's it's definitely a reflection of the real world and, and how the real world works, man, because it is. These politicians operate the same way. They, they'll give each other a little signal, a little sign. Then the other one knows when he needs to do this and, oh, so-and-so is turning heel. So-and-so is turning face. You see it happen all the time. You see the, the, the good guy become the bad guy and the bad guy become the good guy. And it flip-flops throughout the years. It's the same exact thing, man. And yeah, it, it really is. I was watching a documentary about Scott Hall yesterday and uh, they were talking about how all these wrestlers that were in the click with him, uh, which was Kevin Nash, uh, Triple H, uh, Shawn Michaels and uh, One Two Three Kid, which a lot of people know as X Pac, but they were the click, right? And they were the ones that really break that fourth wall because uh, when Scott Hall and Kevin Nash left and went to WCW, they had that moment in the cage where they all put up, threw up the the click sign, and everybody knew that oh, there's something else going on behind the scenes. But one of the things they said about Scott Hall was his mastery at knowing how people needed to move, act, talk in the ring. He was like he helped all the rest of them elevate their games because he just knew the art form of it and the same thing with pr teams man they understand the art form they understand how to get people to do certain things so yes man i think it is an absolute reflection and who has to and who has to take over right like you know hey uh uh taker or or hogan or they're gonna they're gonna be able to hold this down longer for this certain period or or to believe this part of the storyline fill in the blank they do the same thing you had Trump prop up the economy or make it look like the economy's propped up, not talking about how Larry Fink is running this or how he imposed different, like, you know, raising the debt ceiling, like everybody else, not just blaming him, have him get out, have the guy that they know is going to mess it all up and, and put us into the dump. So blame it on him, even though logically that doesn't work like that. It takes time to get shit to dip, right? Like there was right. years. It's, it's not like it just like all of a sudden he came in and what did I press a button? That's not how it works, but he was the perfect fall guy and he's able to pass some things by the, for the left that they're going to be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. We, we will get this stricter law because we're tired of these January six people. We're tired of like, the, and, and then they get the right, the other side, like we're tired of these transgender shooting up our school. Cause you know, you're going to see that everywhere. We already know we're going to be seeing the pat on the backs, the, the slap, the slap ass, slap ass, you know what I mean? going to slap ass everywhere where they're going to be just giving themselves props. Like, yeah, man, like, see, no, it's not us. It's transgender, man. One of your guys is like, and that doesn't help either, man, but they can't say that. But I'll tell you this. If you don't stop sending me digital back blackface, I'm going to have to uh, report you. I think that's going to be it. I don't know. I, I'm going to have to uh, brown brown coat you, brown shirt you. <laughs> so for people that don't know, uh, Joel, let them know what digital blackface is. <laughs> So CNN put out a little hit piece on what digital blackface is. So digital blackface is a practice where white people co-opt online expressions of black imagery, slang, catchphrases, or culture to convey comic relief or express emotions. These expressions, what one commentator calls radicalized 
reactions are mainstays in Twitter feeds, TikTok videos, and Instagram reels, and are among the most popular internet memes. Digital blackface involves white people play acting at being black, is what Lauren Jackson, an author and cultural critic in an essay for Teen Vogue. So this is kind of where it all started was in Teen Vogue. Jackson says the internet thrives on white people laughing at exaggerated displays of blackness, reflecting a tendency among some to see black people as walking hyperbole. There's a little Joe Biden in there for you guys. So they're basically saying, okay, so they're talking about like the video Sweet Brown. Uh, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. And you know, ain't nobody got time for that. Perfect. There you go. Then you got, you know, uh, uh, RuPaul with girl. You got all those, right? And you got, you know, cla- classic gifs, man. Like, uh, like my one of my favorite Denzel Washington from Training Days, where he's like, boom. I always send that to people, man, when I'm dropping the bob on somebody, that boom. But yeah, if you're, if you're putting, a black person in a GIF or a meme or whatever, and you're sending it to somebody and you're white, you are racist. It's called digital blackface, and they're trying to push this. Now, again, it's not going to get anywhere. But while they're doing it, it's just stirring the pot again to turn something that isn't anything at all into something that people can get mad about on both sides and be like, yeah, it really is digital blackface. These white people out here using these Snoop Dogg memes. <laughs> <laughs> racist as hell the thing that's funny is that like you are right it doesn't re- like yeah they get loud about it on twitter but what it does do is most people our age and, and older like yeah there's a few of those radical people but what it really does is it's detrimental to the youth because they don't get they haven't experienced like we've had this pocket like we're both born in the late 80s right like we had a little different, like, it, it wasn't as it was for the Gen Xers. It wasn't like it was for the boomers. We're kind of like in that weird pocket where we're like not Gen Xers, but we're not millennials. We're like in this, you know, nobody, you know, in that little category where we just flop around. But what you notice is, is that when our time, like, man, I don't know, bro, there was just a lot of people that were diverse groups. Like, it was not even about just like, it was a multi cultural right like nobody even really like we were kind of over it. like we don't really give a fuck bro like we know that shit exists so we're not stupid like we know that there's people but we just know it is what it is and if you get de- if if you say the wrong thing to like our home like if i consider some of my brother i don't care what they look like like you say the wrong thing to them we're you know what i mean especially back in the days we're gonna fire on you you know what i'm saying like it's gonna be like that and i think people just kind of knew and people were kind of more in check and there's always those loose cannons i want to say some shit but for the most part people stayed in check you're gonna keep your racist ass comments you're gonna stay over there in your house we already know you already everybody knows like that person's like that and then you kind of figure out how they're like that and you've even seen those th- those fences mend at times where they're like maybe they're racist neighbor and they kind of into it but something happens usually a tragedy unfortunately and it brings people together or sometimes it could be a miracle i've seen like you know things where like maybe they didn't like a certain race and then their daughter marries someone they have a kid that grandbaby kind of mends that back it, it's not perfect right we know it's not perfect but what are, what is you accomplishing by trying to uh, make things that are hilarious? You're trying to kill comedy, right? Again, it goes back to what one of my uh, original things of my theory is that they're trying to kill creativity. And this is part of it because it's creative when you come up with a good gift. You know that like some people you talk to, man, you're like, man, we're going to have to go. We're going to go backfire for fire on some gifts. Like in it. And the, the point that you're like, 
pointing out, not you, but CNN pointing out like that if they're black, like I'm like, why? Like they're not funny. Like it, it's not about the race of it for the person, but they're now making it right. Like you could put like the nutty professor, like really, man, I don't know about putting the nutty professor, Eddie Murphy, like that shit is funny, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody, depending on the context, and I might throw a little, like, Will Ferrell in there every night. Like, it depends on what it is. You're going off, but they just want to make it, like you said, this continuous divide to find a reason for us to bicker. The woke left's just really out of control with some of this stuff. I mean, they really are. I mean, I just feel like in some of these uh, journalists – these woke journalists, man, I just think that they sit there all day and try to concoct any way possible to crank something up, man. Like who like what what was it that you saw on a GIF that was sent to you where you were like, you know what? I'm sick of these white motherfuckers sending Snoop Dogg GIFs to me, smoking weed and dancing. That's racist. A lot of it's the white liberals, though, because they'll and, and it's their own guilt. Like I've seen it time and time again like that. Um, I've talked to her about her before. I forgot her name, though, but she wrote that book, uh, White Fragility. Oh, God, man. I remember that lady. I've seen her in several. I forgot her name, too. She's garbage truck juice, man. The juice that comes out of a garbage truck when they dump it. That's exactly what she is. The straight up juice from that. <laughs> God, she's so much truck juice, man. And the whole point, and she she says in an interview, well, uh, a black coworker asked me if I wanted to go to like their barbecue or something like that, and I, I was unsure, and I was like, does that make me racist? Maybe all white people? No, bitch, you are. Like I would already have been there. I would have had a plate. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know what you're fucking talking about. It's not that. Like it's you. It's not us. First, so- <laughs> first off, if it have been to. Many, many black barbecues in my day. If anybody that's black invites me to go to a barbecue, I'm for sure going because it's going to be some of the best barbecue you've ever eaten in your yeah. life. Crazy. <laughs> if, you're, if you don't go, then you're just insane or you hate food. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm from the South. So to me, it was never a black thing or like a white thing because down South, man, everybody can cook. So like, and we were country. so. White country folks, man, they cook crazy barbecues, crazy cookouts, all that stuff too, man. So to me, it was just like, hey, if you're having a barbecue, I don't even care what color you are. If you're having a barbecue, I'm about to try it. I hope it's good. I hope it's not shitty, but I'm coming. Yeah, if, if I go once and I go and it sucks, I'm not going to go back, obviously. like I'm like, don't. I'll be like, you know, I'm kind of busy this weekend. Got some plans, but it, it's not my fault that she questioned it and she's scared to go. Like, what the fuck? Why are you going to say that? All of us are like, get the fuck. And she read a whole book about it. Yeah, because your racist ass didn't want to go to a, a, a barbecue. Now we're all like, don't put me in that. Man, you're fucking tripping. That's the kind garbage of people truck. that do these juice things. Shot. <laughs> that's exactly what she is. Yeah, Straight <laughs> garbage truck juice. Well, speaking of garbage truck juice, let's uh get into the theatrics i think they're gonna build up more hype because you know it's been a while since uh another pandemic's hit the corner so let's see what pandemic may hit the scenes very soon 
This highly infectious strain of bird flu has been ripping through farms for a number of years now. Influenza A, also known as H5N1, was first detected at a goose farm in China in 1996. It can spread through entire flocks of birds through the animal's droppings and saliva. It's the fourth wave of avian influenza to grip Europe since 2015 and its worst outbreak on record, with nearly 50 million poultry called in 2022, 16 million in France alone, one of the countries hit hardest by the disease. The way the disease is expanding has also set off alarm bells. It usually flares up in autumn before fading away in spring and summer. This outbreak, though, has defied all seasons. But what really has scientists concerned is the flu's pandemic potential, as infections have been reported across a wide spectrum of birds and other species, including mammals. There's one question on everyone's mind. What about human transmission? So far, H5N1 is a low risk to humans, but authorities are on high alert. The more it continues to spread, the greater the chances it may evolve. Every mutation is now being watched closely to avoid this scenario. Yeah, I'll get on that. Here they go with uh, ramping and it's constant, man. This is not the first one. We've seen the zombie one. Now the zombie is not a, just a virus. It's also a zombie drug. I don't know if you've seen that. There's like zombie virus, zombie drug. Uh, the next pandemic, I don't know if they're going to put like, get a hat and have all the pandemics in a hat. And they're like, eh, let's just see. So like right now there's all kinds on the table. Swine flu's on table for a little bit. I got the bird flu coming back. They're going to bring something back eventually. I think that should just keep that fear pumping. But I like how they just had that bed of music to and the like little, little sound effects to really make you feel scared. Like you're like, man, I think my throat is itchy right now. I may be getting sick. I may have the bird flu. And, and this one's rare. This one's totally different than it ever has been before. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, the this bird flu, and I've been touting it on this show for the past year because I know it's been going on at the zoos. I know it's been going on the farms. I mean, a lot of it's to take out the livestock. So if anybody understands what's going on with this bird flu, she is talking about some of the mammals. And some of those mammals just happen to be cows that we would be using to eat or get milk from. So you got to understand that too. The bird flu is just not knocking out the bird population, man. It's it's involved in a lot of other uh, uh, parts, moving parts of this whole attack on livestock and attack on farm farms. No, definitely that's uh, one of the main issues. And then they're gonna have it, you know, that it could jump at any time. Now it can jump from. Bird to human, that chicken sandwich in your hand is not a delicious piece of meat. It's a virus waiting to kill you. But if you get this laboratory meat over here that I have, perfectly fine. No viruses, zero bird flu. <laughs> I think that Maybe has you a lot get to do your with it. 18th bird flu booster. Hey, so like into our next one, that's gonna, you know, this is a. One for all you uh, social distancers. <laughs> <laughs>
I don't think a lot of people that listen to this uh, program uh, are going to really be enjoying of this, but uh, maybe your cousin or something that doesn't like to leave their room. (laughs) We got some computer love in the house. Joel, can you break it down for them? This computer love that we will also be posting on the Telegram. You can see the video. It's, uh, uh be- beware. Yeah. So there's a Chinese startup. They invented a long distance kissing machine that transmits users kiss data. And it's collected through motion sensors hidden in these silicon lips which simultaneously move when replaying kisses received. So when you kiss this fake mouth, it sends the exact way that you kiss to the other person who's also holding this fake mouth. It's like sitting on like a, it almost looks like a flashlight at the end of a flashlight. Didn't say flashlight, said flashlight. Even though it does kind of look like one of those two. <laughs> but what if like the guy that gets all weird with it and brings it into his bathtub and does and then you hear I mean, I just I have some scenarios that could possibly <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but there was also some pushback on it too. They said that one person, the reviews were mixed. One person <laughs> described it as feeling like a warm pacifier, while many complained about its lack of tongue. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they're gonna be kissing that uh, uh that AI uh that AI robot. That what was that uh the replica man? They're gonna be getting down with their replicas. Be like, what's up, girl? You know. What I'm and I honestly, I could see that happening. You getting one of those mouths and it connecting to your ai lover oh yeah totally see that happening yeah man could you see that happening yes i could see that happening man for sure but i will say this though i'm not totally against the shot i'm not totally against this kissing machine because i've got a beautiful ginger baby by the name of Jin Saki Saki and baby if I can't get to you in person right now I know I know baby I can get to you as one of these kissing machines and that'll be the first step in our love that will consummate through every portal and every dimension and every time baby I'm going to kiss you, baby. Jinsaki, I'm calling you later, baby. And you know, have your kissing machine ready. And you know that you can help save the gingers and get Saki Bomb back where she belongs and help this ginger love. Just hit the link, man. No, right in the link tree. You don't even have to go to the link tree anymore, Sean. We literally have bring back Saki Bomb and Save the homeless reptilians in the show notes. Click on it in the show notes. It was in there from last week. Or I'm going to put them in the show notes from now on so you can get there even easier again. Just like we said about the five-star reviews, while you're listening right now, go to 
those two links, click on them, sign the petition, write something cool. If you write something really cool, we'll talk about it on the show. And don't forget, you can still follow us on Kill the Mockingbirds podcast on Instagram. But 90 days, time out, time out, time out. <laughs> to catch us live, you know, go to Sean Chris Music on Instagram, Van Tesla Music on Instagram, or head over to the Telegram where, uh, you know, we're getting things cracking off over there. We've had it like just kind of borderline for a little bit, but now we're kind of utilizing it so we could take a little break from IG and uh, we could get a lot more uncut over there. And if you haven't already, I'm hoping you have checked out Expedition Dog Man, which is streaming on Tubi and Amazon Prime. Go get go get prepared for this next one. This next one, I and if you can, hit up the link and get some tickets, for, and you can see uh, uh, the exclusive. Yeah, the exclusive man. We're going to be in theater. We got a whole theater rented out just specifically for the people coming to see the very first showing because. It won't be released after this. This is like an advanced screening. So you're probably going to see it a month before it actually hits all the major platforms. And you're going to get to see a nice Q&A with Wes Germer and Tony Merkel. And I'm sure I'll be puttering around that place too, man, uh, having a good time. Uh, Ward's going to be there. Christian's going to be there. Joseph's going to be there, the whole crew. So we're going to be having a blast um, while we're shooting the new film, the third film. So it's going to be dope. Um, we will have uh, you a place for you to get the tickets in these show notes. Just this show notes, uh, you will be able to click on it, and you can go buy tickets to the Shape of Shadows premiere that we're having in a week. And you can stream all our music, Joel Thomas, Sean Chris, on every single music streaming platform. And you know how we do it here. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. Brat, brat, bird killers.
Appalachian Mountains in the distant scene. Trouble seems to follow me, that's why I pack my name. Orange mixed in the horizon, Texas Margarita. This road is long, can't wait to put my feet on. I'm just existing, my thoughts conflicting. Paradise shifting, what is resistance? What is transmitting? Always persisting, no coexisting. We're in remission. credit card bill. 